like a cold open. I'm trying to think of some banter we can do. Oh, I, we can talk about lockers. We can talk about lockers. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's welcome. I'm always, yeah. Welcome to Lockka Talk. <laughs> This. Well, this is David Biggs. Start starting strong with the anti-Semitism right away. There we go. Although you sounded like my grandmother, so yeah. you know there also was that. Yeah, she would go very good, Jennifer. Very, very good. Yeah, I mean that's all Jewish grandmas, right? Yeah. So I mean that was mine too. Yeah, that sounds go. pretty much. Hashtag just, not all Jewish grandmas. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, they're all they're all different, unique in their own way. Like little snowflakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. How's, they, how's everyone feeling this morning? Are you are your stomachs okay? So oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Excellent yeah. latkes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, we have we have lots of we've got lots of latkes every year. Yeah. So for five years, not in a row because pandemic, uh, but for five non-consecutive years, we've had this amazing lot pot latka fest where there's it's a potluck, there's latkes and there's often pot as well. So that works out quite well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, watch you in the uh, in the kitchen just like churning them out. Is a is a sight to behold. Yeah, it's true. It's a, you're your own kibbutz. And I, I am, <laughs> my own shtetl. It works out quite well. Yeah. Who would have known that those two things would work so well to, to keep us all very, very, very satiated? Yeah. So uh, um, the uh, the new voice you hear today is Jen. Uh, what what should we say? A, a lead, a active participant in Jewish Voices for Peace. Jewish vo- voice for peace. Jewish voice. We are, we are one voice. You're one speaking voice. with a single voice. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 involved with JPP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm my own person as well. And so you know anything anything really bad, that's all yeah. me. Yeah, you contain multitudes. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, so we brought you on today to have a, a nice long discussion about Jews. why anti-Zionism <laughs> is anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah, it's really my favorite topic. That's the premise of this episode. Yeah, uh, because we agree. We're all coming out. Yeah, basically, yeah. we all we a all bunch agree. of anti-Semites. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yikes! Yikes! yikes. Uh, Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. All right, let's. Yeah, well, you know, and I'm yeah. I'm a I'm an extra bad one because I also went to one of those Ivy League schools. Right. Oh, it's true. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, I went to, I went to Brown where Hisham goes. Uh-huh. The one who was yeah. shot can uh, no longer function. Oh, yeah, he's Jesus realized, so. Christ, so awful. Uh, you know, at least I didn't go to Penn. Yeah. 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 So um, let's uh, let's dive right into that reference, shall we? Um, so the, the, uh, the president, college presidents of Harvard, UPenn, and MIT were dragged in front of Congress in front of our very own, uh, Elise Stefanik. You know her, you love her. Yeah. Schools of the Capital District. Yep. She, um, they, they were all brought to like basically have a conversation where they can't possibly win. Right. There's like this, they're, they're set up to say something that will be used against them. And boy, howdy, did they give them plenty of ammunition. Um, and I mean, I mean, my takeaway from this without going, uh, we'll, we'll get into it, the facts of it or you want, you know, yeah, let's just go into the facts of it first. Right. Um, Jen, do you know anything about this? No, I, I know yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 So, um, what was it? It was, uh, uh, the, the UPenn president, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, uh already. former UPenn president. Yeah. Now former <laughs> UPenn funny. president, uh, um, McGill. Okay. So uh, she's from North Dakota, which I thought was really interesting. Like, how the hell do you go from North Dakota to, like, East Coast elite that quickly? Yeah. You join a bunch of boards of yeah. really terrible uh, businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess from that, my experience, that, that's what, hap- that's that what happens. The, that is the answer, isn't oh. it? Yeah. Um, 
And so, like, they, they were brought over to, like, basically start uh, a, a, a list of questions about um, free speech and anti-Semitism. And uh, Elizabeth McGill, the Penn's now former president, um, is, like, a free speech First Amendment lawyer like that. And she was hired basically for that to be to show, like, look, UPenn thinks critically and deeply about uh, uh free speech mainly probably i i because she she's only been in it for like since like i think maybe two years i think and it was all meant to be about um uh probably in the wake of like wokeism right and to make sure that the students don't uh silence ben shapiro or or uh or something do a heck in violence yeah. against free thinkers yeah and wow um did <laughs> Did they get? Did they not see the 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 one where you yeah see this coming? <laughs> this <laughs> the, is the, the Seinfeld episode that, that nobody really knew was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other two are are also facing um, uh, calls to 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 step down. All women. Let's think about that. Oof. Oh, that's not a good look. Oh no, not a good look. Actually, where are all those Democrats now? Yeah, <laughs> you know that are like that love to say like, mm, not a good look. Like, what, where, <laughs> like, but I guess like Elise Stefanik was also the one who did it. So it's just like girl on girl violence. You hate to see it, girl boss. And then on there girl was like the violence. previous Harvard president, Larry Larry Summers, Summers who yeah. you know who said that women couldn't couldn't do things. So yeah, suck it. And then also, ooh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, he said like their brains couldn't do science couldn't do science yeah well they can do politics it turns out yes nice yeah, yeah. got him <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and what um uh uh jem what, what do you what do you make of this oh god it's it, I, I just <laughs> i wish that i wasn't from this area right now yeah, <laughs> like, i'm like yeah. the, every time that they turn their head up here i'm like embarrassed right like right. like nationally um elise stefanik the the bulldog of our our former president yeah um I think the whole thing is ridiculous because it the whole, it was set up to be a gotcha moment, right? Right, like you you want to have people be creative thinkers, you want them to be free thinkers, and you want them to be able to articulate themselves. Nobody's asking for genocide. Yeah, nobody's saying genocide of the Jews. And to be very clear, for the umpteenth time, like from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Means like they're currently not. There's like <laughs> there's currently like a boot on the necks of Palestine, and it is. Israel. And so the idea is not to liberate from the boot as much as like, just like breathe, right? Like have some space to breathe. It's also just a simple statement of geography, which there's, it's a very, when you think about the the way that Palestine is basically cleaved in two, I mean, it's the, the, the purpose of it is to be sort of a profound reflection on the, the geographical facts of the area and not an ethnic cleansing of Jews living in Israel. Right. I mean, if you cannot leave your home without asking permission, you are not free, right? Like you can't leave your neighborhood. You can't leave your community. Your kids can't go to school. You can't go to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go through and get, you know, checked. Papers, please. Right. Uh, that's not freedom. No. Yeah. No. And, and the fact that, so now we have, um, uh, and Kathy, is uh, is is a uh, getting in on this game, but Friend of the show. yeah, which, which we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll get to soon. But the uh, I think the thing that um, really grinds my gears, right, is that you know, like th- this is the Congress that also put out um, a resolution saying that anti-Zionism is is 
the same as anti-Semitism, right? Yeah, and if the and, first one wasn't clear enough, yeah. they had to do it. Again. They had to do it again, yeah. saying it extremely explicitly. Yeah, yeah, and and this is this is why those university presidents were in a completely unwinnable situation, right? Is because they they are the uh, uh, the avatars, the the arbiters, the, the they carry the the liberal talking point, right? And it has and it's like a liberal Zionism that is just like untenable it's it, it may it makes no sense right because the they they have to they all unequivocally and quickly said in the same hearing that israel has the quote-unquote right, right to, to exist, exist right um but then when you're like okay but uh, then if you take stuff like river to the sea as to say genocide right and really any palestinian um uh uh rights uh conversation or like a like a a fucking book talk, which was one of the uh, cons- uh, things that they called anti-Semitic at, I, I think at, at UPenn, um, you know, like, it, okay, so now there, there's a bad actor here saying that basically anything that goes against the state of Israel is anti-Semitic. And so like you, and so, okay, well now, now what do you say? Right. You know, like that's, that's the, that's what they're stuck in, right? As they say, Israel has a right to exist, but then they also have to keep up this like free speech, theater that always falls as soon as someone powerful enough like fights back um because this ne- this shit never came up when like so they were they were marching in charlottesville well, that's exactly what it is right, right? Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. it's none of you know no one ever uh ha- had to like you know go in front of congress about that including uh fucking elise stefanik right who's like talk about an anti-semitic organization right, right? i or, mean screaming jews will not replace us is, yeah is seems very different pretty bad yeah. yeah and and she worked for the guy that called them you know not all, not bad, all bad guys not all bad guys right and so it's like that that really feels like um i feel like there might be a double standard here maybe oh god <laughs> there's only something we could do about it yeah 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 I, I don't think i don't think everyone's arguing in good faith here right uh yeah and, and of course like every elected official in pennsylvania is also coming out as like you know, this um, free speech lawyer doesn't know anything about free speech and has to go. Not to say, and of course, you know, I, I don't want to support this like this like free speech fiction, right? Because it's always trotted out to, to defend some to defend the powerful almost every single time. I, don't, I can't think of a time where like like who? Thank goodness, like there like so, someone adhered to this like wild interpretation of free speech, and now like. Uh, uh, you know, abortion rights have been protected or something, you know, like it, every, t- every time I hear free speech come out, they come out the first amendment come out. It's always in support of, for some reason, something that it doesn't uh, support freedom. And is practically <laughs> a consensus. Like, I'm sorry, it's not revolutionary to be Zionist in this country. It's not revolutionary to be a right wing thinker. These, if these are the people who are um, constantly, you know, calling, any quote unquote silencing of their speech is like a violation of their rights. These are not marginal. <laughs> At least Stefani is not marginal. No, you know, right. And, uh, yeah, and, and you know, we, we already said river to the sea, but they, they also said that, um, uh, chanting, uh, intifada, which is of course the Arabic word for uprising was, is also a call to genocide. Right. Which is, uh, um, another one of those like, this is a scary Arab word in their defense. Yeah, that's very that's a good scary. Point. That's a scary good point. Arab word. Yeah, 
you know, it's it's such a. Um, I'm sorry. I have a friend yeah. who uh, I think they named their kids. I don't remember the first name, but I believe the middle name was Intifafa because they wanted it to be Intifada, but they were like a little afraid. That's cute. Yeah, I it's like that. Fucking that's that's bleak. It's bold. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. a bold name. It's very bold. That's yeah. a bold name. And uh, yeah, they go by Fafa. I don't know. Sorry, what <laughs> 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 you call them? Uh, good thing it's a middle name. You don't. I mean, you can just ignore it. Yeah, you don't have to figure yeah. that out. Well, unless they go by their middle name, like yeah, you know, like yeah. my husband. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's a good point. That's Outed. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> so should we talk about Kathy's statement? Yeah, because this is really chilling. Yeah, I don't. I don't like this at all. Why did she have to do it? Let's go ahead there. Yeah, I mean, like, she, yeah. where's where'd she? Where who, like who? Where? Oh, well, she did have a meeting, I believe, with the Israeli consulate this week. Hmm. She went to Jerusalem, I believe, shortly after October seventh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, she went over there. Wow. So what does the statement what does the statement say? So it is addressed to the New York State College and University presidents, right? So it's uh, directed at all of the SUNY systems and it also mentions uh CUNY, the City University of New York system, which are different. Um and it uh first it reminds everyone that she was shocked um mm. uh about what uh what we were just talking about um in Congress. Uh and their inability to uh, clearly and unequivocally denounce anti-Semitism and calls for genocide of the Jewish people on their college campuses. Uh, and that she contacted Chancellor John King, that's the, the guy that runs the SUNY system, to uh, ensure that, um, uh, that it is SUNY's policy that calling for the genocide of any group of people on one of SUNY's 62 campuses would, con- would be considered a violation of the SUNY Code of Conduct, and would lead to swift disciplinary action, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, and uh, she also wants to make sure that there are ways of basically making sure that uh, she says it is compliance uh, for protecting students, but it's also like, you know, making sure that we punish students if they say something that's quote unquote anti-Semitic, like, you know, that the state of Israel's doing genocide, right? It's like, if the state of Israel is committing genocide under this um, this letter, and and also like you know the the just the general background radiation of this of the of the of the of the, the conversation right now, you know, saying that Israel is committing a genocide would probably be viewed as against the code of conduct. Yeah, you one know? one of the things that I and I I don't want to like out anybody because we work with a lot of folks who try to stay anonymous for this exact reason yeah. but like jvp has had a number of partners with a number or a number of actions with a number of partners it sounds like we have gave each other syphilis but we yeah, didn't. yeah so they're poly JVC yeah we have poly. we have an yeah. open relationship with um, anybody uh and but that includes you know young young people yeah. and students and particularly students on some of the campuses that may or may not um be suny campuses and yeah. When there was an event in Albany that was organized by young people, um, the young people from the various institutions and places who were all Muslim, none of them were Jewish, um, did not want their names on the flyers, didn't want their names anywhere near the flyers, Mm -hmm. um, for the exact 
reason that Kathy is talking about, but opposite. So like, you know, it's like wear your t-shirt backward day. Yeah. Um, all the time for them because right. it's, they have been, this has been, I mean, 22 years plus, right? Like terrifying to be Muslim, I'm sure on campus and in many mm-hmm. places, but this is real. And this has been happening since early October. Right. I think one of the, or maybe the part of the letter that I find most disturbing is the call for um, a clearly defined and well-publicized mechanism for individuals to report complaints. Yeah. It's, it's red scare shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's tattling on your neighbors. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, watching professors having to watch every single thing that they say in the classroom for fear that one of their students is going to report them. And I'm wondering like, where does this leave like Jewish people, not just in a university setting, but really anywhere who are trying to, I I feel like for like my Jewish friends, there almost seems to be like a feel like an obligation because you have a shield against, you know, or at least more of a shield against a charge of anti-Semitism than, you know, your average Gentile maybe making the same claim. That just seems to be like an undercurrent for so much of this conversation. And also I think the, the like long lived culture of um, fighting for freedom from oppressed peoples everywhere as being like a, a, a central tenet of Jewish faith and culture. Um, that seems like a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we are, uh, in a in a weird little bubble in some ways with this, because even though there are a lot of us and, you know, shout out to JVP and to, if not now, and to, um, like all of the different places, rabbis for ceasefire, there's a lot of action, but like, we're still a small fraction of a small fraction of people who live in this country. And I think, um, there are so many people who have this, we've been, who have, you know, grew up Jewish, went to like Saturday or Sunday school, like had the bar mitzvah, learned about Israel, went to birthright. And I haven't really said anything because they're afraid that they are, uh, by being liberal Zionists, which is what most, most Jews are, it's liberal Zionists, which like as defined by the brilliant people from the Palestine pod, um, is, is around like kind of exceptionalism, Palestinian exceptionalism, everything but Israel everything but Palestine, um, the weight is on a very small group of people. Mm-hmm. It's it's not on most Jews. Most right. Jews actually are, you know, the the story of the Holocaust, which is true. Yeah. We'll, we'll start there. But the history and the creation of, you know, 48 um, has led to most people really thinking that it's like a necessity to have a place like Israel exist. Um, It'd probably be more accurate to say that the pressure is on Jews to take a stand either way. Right. And and I would say some people, they, they're, they, they don't, there's, I would say most people are just like quiet about it. And that's like a lot of, I see a lot of silence out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a few folks with very strong, um, whatever presence is online, but then there's all those of us who are also doing things like, calling our congressman and showing up and doing what, it, doing what is needed. Right. Um, Let's talk about that. Let's, what has JVP locally been up to lately? So JVP um, works in concert with the Palestinian rights committee, the PRC. Um, we've been working with them for many, many years and um, 
we, both JVP and PRC, I would say, I, I can't speak for PRC, but JVP at least, um, was quiet for the last couple of years. We had some, just lots of people had personal things going on. We were a small group to begin with, you know, never more than like 10 or 15 at a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID just shut us down for a long time. Um, you know, we had phone calls, which were never particularly successful. So we're now on Zoom, which is really exciting. Mm. Um, I love Zoom. I do. Everyone, you know, everyone, love Zoom. You know what? It's, yeah. it's really, in some ways, it's it's really good. Yeah, it <laughs> you is. You can it's, see it's other people opening their mouths. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we have been um, activated really since, um, unfortunately, since the 7th. Um, you know, the timeline is wild because there's been so much. And if I had really thought about it, I probably would have brought a whole list. But I would say that, like, within a two or so days with of the 7th, there was an action um, in Albany. And then the next week on uh, Monday there were folks gathering from all over in, in front of um, the the federal building in Albany, right off of, right across the street from the uh, the Palace Theater, the beautiful Palace Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, we had tried to meet some folks who are JVP members and who aren't JVP members, tried to meet with Tonko's office. We met with a, um, a staffer. We would like to meet with Tonko himself. We have consistently been calling him and um, encourage others to as well. And he did send you a very nice letter. He oh, in his he sent me a very nice part of a yeah. letter. You're right. <laughs> yes. Could you describe that letter? That oh joke man, yeah, I, I do have the receipts for that yeah, one. Yeah, um, good. And actually, I think maybe DSA posted. Yeah, yeah, someone's yeah, version yeah, of the letter. My, yeah. I don't, well, I don't know if it was mine, but it was someone's. Um, yeah, so a number of us did call and write about the continuing genocide in Gaza, and we received some of us received a full response um, with, you know, the concern for what happened on the seventh and everybody in Israel and returning the hostages and how, you know, everybody needs to. Uh, be safe and be with their loved ones. And then talked about the ongoing continued humanitarian crisis that is happening in Gaza. Um, this is as people were being forced from the North to the South, you know, mm-hmm. we're at like 1.8 million people at this point being forced down. Um, and, you know, the, frankly, I don't know what the whole email was. I did get it a, a couple of days later, but my version was uh, the intro paragraph about what was happening in Israel and how upsetting that was. And then I think I received some talking points. Yeah. Um, a skeletal outline yeah, was a skeletal of what outline. was to come. It was pretty cool uh, in, in, in that regard. What was cooler is that I called them back. So I think I received the email maybe on a Friday. Um, and then on Monday, I called to talk to the office, give my you know daily update. And what's really fucked up if you call when you call is, you know, there's no script. It's just go on Instagram and see what horrible thing is happening and call and say, this horrible thing is happening. Why aren't you calling for a ceasefire yet? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody asked for a script and that's the best response that I've seen so far. However, um, I called on Monday and I said, you know, just you guys know, I, I got a draft of this email. I didn't get an email. And they were like, oh, really? Oh, no. Oh, no. So yeah. uh, then we received a full email a little yeah. bit later. I'm sure I wasn't the only one to no, tell them I that don't. I got no, the draft. No, you weren't. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. They um, must have gotten calls. Yeah. It just, I, I have it in front of me, or at least one one version, where it's like, yeah, there's like these paragraphs about... Um, you know, the, the facts of the case, like October 7th, Hamas and, and similar Gaza-based terrorist organizations, yeah, yeah. And then, um, then it goes, in the wake of this tragic and brutal assault, comma, new line, 
ongoing advocacy efforts. New line, reiterate support for humanitarian aid and a pause in the violence. New line, reiterate a commitment to diplomacy. Uh, return, return, conclusion. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then some stuff about, you know, like the stuff that they probably put at the end of every letter about like, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I will say that every time we call the, the staffers tell us that he is very deeply concerned about this. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, yeah. And then one time somebody said, oh, we thought he did call for a ceasefire. We were like, um, no. I don't believe so. Uh, you know, and the pressure is on him because he's reasonable. And right. we've had these conversations like prior to the last two months, like JVP has met with Tonko and we've talked about BDS. We've like had actual conversations. Like he's been involved in the conversation, mm. like trying to communicate with the warmongers that are Schumer and Gillibrand are, you know, there, there was a mass letter drop to all uh, eight or nine of uh, Schumer's offices. So there were a couple thousand letters and some signatures that were sent over about why, you know, why we need a ceasefire. But, but there Somebody called Schumer the the um, the 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 Senate representative um, New York in Israel or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very funny. I'll find out what the exact thing was, but it was like the fifty first, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but he's he he could ask he he could you know he could be on that list, mm-hmm. um, but he's not. Right, and just north of us, Elise probably won't be. No, probably not. I don't know. I don't think she's very movable. My no. mother-in-law hung out there once to try to talk to her about something. And I, and because nobody shows up to her offices, right? Because like, it's the North country and yeah. they think that everybody's dumb there, which they're not. Um, mm-hmm. They can just, you know, control them by, by her voice. She showed up. I, I don't remember what the topic was. I think it had to do with like food or wick. And they were like, Oh, you, you've come to, to speak with her. Wow. So uh, if you live that. in that district, time yeah. to put some pressure on because they're probably not getting a lot of calls right now. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. Good, good information there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Thanks David. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and if you are um, wondering what is the latest thing to uh, call an office about and then oh, uh, demand a ceasefire, um, <sighs> there's a uh, um these f- videos of like palestinian men oh yeah like uh like pr- pretty much naked right they have like underwear They're on underwear, yeah. yeah um just being like put and of course and reminder it's cold like it's you know but it's the middle it's, east it's yeah. december yeah. and it's december, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about and, <laughs> the, and they're um uh, they're just kind of like lined up on the floor on the ground like in a street and then like there's one uh, you know you see there's a couple of videos of this but then there's one series of videos where um one a guy is like bringing a, a a gun like two guns and laying them down in front of an israeli soldier and like as like i surrender while on the loudspeaker they're calling him habibi isn't like you know like oh my, my dear love, yeah. yeah my love you know and uh um and, and then um but uh much like paul tonko's letter someone accidentally set sent out the second um uh, cut also like the um uh like they, for they, internal they, use only yeah no like like they they did this multiple times oh, and God. had different different shots and and you can tell because he's holding the guns in opposite hands oh, in different videos oh my gosh um so uh it's uh and and this is this is confirmed like i, I think al jazeera um confirmed this that like yeah they 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 clearly had a bunch of um uh, prisoners, uh, which also like if this were even if this were legit, 
and they did these were actual actual Hamas soldiers that were now prisoners of war. This is still a war crime to humil- humiliate your prisoners and videotape them and 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 stuff like that. That's a, that's already a war crime, but it's more likely that these are just like uh Palestinian men yeah. that they that they yeah that they just like put in front of cameras and um uh just do like multiple takes. Yeah. Uh, of like pretending that they're surrendering uh yeah and they accidentally sent out take two oh, along with take the the take that they liked Oof. uh yeah and yeah palestinians are on a daily basis accused of manufacturing their own suffering yeah, yeah. importing importing yeah. real dolls yeah yeah I, I that's so one of the more powerful actions i mean they've all been it's really been it's been really fucking hard right yeah. like mm-hmm. nobody wants to do this i'm not waking up every day saying wow i can't wait to like go stand on the corner somewhere and um try and make sure that people know that like genocide is bad uh, i'm not trying to show up do this make these phone calls uh, watch these videos of children who are being maimed or decomposing yeah. Um, yeah. you know i am a mother of a small child and you know ever the ever, much every day for the last couple of weeks and i haven't really cried much because of the hormones which has been very cool um but no something broke through and yeah. Uh, yeah we have a we've we've reached a new place and i hate it i hate yeah. everything about it but one of the things was that there was an, an action in front of tonko's office and people had to die in and um that was i think the ways in which more eyeballs got on prc and jvp mm-hmm. locally um and they're like they're sharing a lot and they're like kind of the hub of all of what is happening in the region. So please follow them so that you can see what's happening. Uh, there's going to be a lot of graphic content on there and yeah. that's what life is right now. Yeah. 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 A series of really graphic content. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, like, this is something, you know, like you think of, I mean, the way that the, the United States is very clearly and outwardly telling Israel, no, this is how you do it, right? This is how you commit a genocide is you do it over a really long time. You let people get bored. Right. Uh, people stop paying attention um, because, you know, like we, we did this to Iraqis and uh, Syrians and uh, uh, the, the Libyans and Af- Afghanis, and um, but we did it over several years and uh, in this really disparate, like spread out way. But um, and, and you can tell, you can see them just saying like, "No, do that instead." You have to do this really slowly. Unfortunately, you and know, off genocide. camera, please yeah, come yeah. on. Well, did you see yeah. the like picture? It's like a picture above a picture, and it's of like the guys in two thousand and two, maybe two thousand two, in Abu Ghraib. I was going to say, like, that that footage had such Abu Ghraib vibes. Yeah, so yeah. there's, like, a picture above a picture of, like, the guys at Abu Ghraib with the with the bags over their heads and the soldiers looking really freaking happy. Yeah. yeah. And then of these men who are, um, you know, mostly naked outside, yeah. um, leaning forward, which is also, like, a prayer position, yeah. um, which... Uh, it's also the position you take when you're about to be shot in the head. It is also the position you're like team. really what it looks like as well. Yeah. It looks like you're about to see a mass execution. Yeah. And so the, the it's, it's pretty, it's pretty shocking. And like the, my first, you know, the first thing I ever did was go to a protest for, uh, against the Iraq war. That yeah. was, I don't know, 20 something years at this point. That was my yeah. like moment of political awakening in San Francisco with like a hundred thousand people, which like was a pretty cool first protest. However, 22 years later, or whatever, 25 years later, I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. yeah. Nobody right. wants to do, want, this want to do this yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly don't. Yeah. Um, 
Speaking of things I don't want to do, did we want do we want to talk about the the Miko palette oh, thing? Do God, we, do we? Do we yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, let's I do mean, it. I think we okay. have to mostly because I want to talk yeah. about how great David is, okay. and I just want to put it out there online <laughs> okay. that. Um, uh, early in October, I said Miko Pellet was hot, and yeah. friend of the pod was able to tell him that, and I'm just really glad because he said, "Get in line." In response, <laughs> yeah. perfect response. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's definitely not um, humble. No, no, which I you know is it's it's a, I I don't know if anyone could do what he does and be humble because you really have to have a pretty strong sense of self to go in front of these these crowds. That, that was a uh, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so last week was kind of wild in a non-traditional JVP way because on Monday night there were three things that were happening. Monday night, uh, la- what was that? The fourth, maybe. Yeah. Um, there was an emergency meeting at the Bethlehem Public Library because okay. of the Miko Pellet talk, and we will talk about that. Um, but basically, it was two hours of people, mostly. St- talking about how this is going to destroy First Amendment. Talking about the First Amendment, right? Mm-hmm. This is the one time where it actually kind of right. it worked out. So, like, yeah. shout out to libraries. Um, there's, there's, uh, we can we can link to the video about it, but there was a, a open forum about whether or not this, this event should happen. And it was heated, and it was pretty gross, and um, J.V. Peer and Queen, um, Naomi Jaffe, like, spoke on behalf of herself and JVP as a Jew and, you know, family of, of, um, Holocaust survivors and, uh, was kind of one of the few dissenting voices there. So it was, it was terrifying. Um, second thing that was happening on Monday night was the Albany common council was introducing a resolution to call for a ceasefire. So there's, Oh wow. Yes. So that's being voted on next Monday, the 18th. So by the time this is out, that will be voted on. Um, I don't think it's going very well. There are two members who introduced it with some support of the community and some other folks. Um, So some members of JVP went to that to show support of the resolution being introduced. Um, And there was a third thing that was happening Monday night that I don't remember, Um, but I sent out the email. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tuesday happened. Right. So Mm -hmm. the library decided that they were going to continue with the event uh, because there is, and I can find, we can find the language later, but there is this, you know, opportunity for equal, um, equal airing essentially Mm -hmm. in a place like the library. Similar, like I used to work for public television. We had to have both sides of the story represented when it came to um, having debates, right? You had to have people come from, from all sides. Uh, so yeah, the Miko Pellet event was going to be a lecture, and then it uh, turned into. They needed to make it more palatable. They needed yeah. to make it more, more palatable. palatable. So God, so. they, they called in Mister Palatable himself. Yeah. Mister Palatable Palestine. Yeah, um, we should say that's what the Times Union called uh, David's participation yeah. in this event yeah. was yeah. Uh, that he was brought in to make it more palatable. Yeah, and and like there's you know there's plenty of people who we love dearly. Who are like palatable to who? Yeah. Like, have they ever yeah. met him? Like, yeah. this is not a this is <laughs> not, not gonna I'm, I'm this not is not gonna go kind of well. He's a voice for, of moderation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's really yeah. consider both sides. That's what I always think of when I think yeah. of David. Yeah. Although you are like you, you know, you have a you have a very um, fancy title, but you also like are able to put your teacher voice on, and you were yeah. and you did that, and that's yeah. the thing. And like, I want to you know want to like give praise where praise is due. Like you, you were brought in 
not as like an not as a Zionist. You were brought in as someone who was going to mediate a really kind of tense situation, right? Yeah. And you did that. Yeah. So, um, well, first, uh, who's Miko Peled? Um, he's a um, zaddy. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm just I'm done. Horny yeah. for Miko. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he's Israeli, so he's hot. Whatever. Oh god. <laughs> and uh, um, but he um, his, his grandfather is um, one of the signers of the Israeli Declaration of Independence, which is. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. OG, wow. OG Zionist. Yeah. Uh, and then his father was uh, a general uh, in the Israeli uh, IDF, which two things, you know, one, as he said, you know, like this is, he was from a generation where like those, gen- like like every elementary school is named after like one of these generals. Like they're, 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 they're I think he, he said they're like revered as gods basically mm-hmm. in, in Israel, this like first generation of generals. Which I don't know if is different, if that's different from the way that the IDF works now, where like you stay, you stay in there for like six months and Everybody's you, become a general? A, you become a captain or something <laughs> like, like if, if people remember the, uh, um, the, the IDF soldier, uh, pointing out the days of the week calendar and saying that was like a Hamas grocery list or something. Um, he was a rear admiral. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so like you, you get, um, there's like teenage captains and like. In, in in the IDF. It's, like, yeah. it's kind of cool, crazy. Cool thing about that is, uh, and this is a cell phone, is like s- cell phone, not yeah. cell phone, yeah. is that one of the kind of high-ranking Israeli, um, I don't know, whatever she is, who retweeted it, mm-hmm. was my birthright leader. Wow. In OK. Oh, yes. Wow. In 2007. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have gone, uh, but, you know, it was, you know, the, the trip know. was free yeah. yeah it was bad pol- bad 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 liberal bad lib um long time ago and yeah. uh the cooler part was that the guard they always have like an armed you know they yeah. always have an armed guard with you that's extremely hot yeah so yeah, yeah he was yeah. really hot and he was um studying to he was going to get his phd eventually um and he was like a like a taoist or something and he somehow snuck through and was just like like absolutely spewing anti-Zionist oh, stuff throughout no the whole kidding. trip. It was very oh. cool. He was not allowed to do a second trip. I bet. Sure. Yeah. So that was very, that was very cool. Uh, a second trip anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. yeah you know, um, yeah, that, that, that is, that's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it, it, so he obviously, um, you know, came from Israeli royalty for lack of a better, uh, phrase. Um, and, um, you know, has come out as a really strong anti-Zionist and has written uh, several books on the subject uh, um, and uh, is very well versed in just like all the the uh, the topics that are relevant to, to what we're talking about today. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so I was tapped to, to um, have a conversation with him as more of a kind of like a back and forth kind of thing than than just like someone talking directly for um a really long time they reserved that place from what was it like 7 to 8 45 mm-hmm. it was like two hours long that's a long time yeah yeah i was i was when i saw that i was like oh my god this is gonna be really hard <laughs> um uh and yeah it was, it was mostly us going back and forth talking about anything from um uh liberal the the you know, the, the diagnosis of liberal zionism as like a coherent ideology that can keep going after october 7th um Mm. uh spoiler he can't at least that was his diagnosis and then um you know we also talked about the evangelical christian's role Mm. in in the zionist project which was probably my favorite part 
That's David. Yeah. That's David's hobby horse. Yeah, um, and uh, but it's also like something that you're you're you've been obsessed with for a very long time. A very yeah. long yeah. time. Since oh yeah, college. That's what yeah. made David fall in love with me. Was I know. my obsession with the topic. I know. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. I know. We've unfortunately many years ago talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we do yeah. it, it's unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and uh, uh, yeah. No, well, I, I'm I'm in fascinated by it because you taught me it yeah (laughs) but uh it's also like just a hugely driving force behind the united states undying unwavering support of israel because they're so rich and powerful but anyway love bull scene uh, yeah, uh, 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 check out our bonus episode about about that episode 57 our special relationship yeah um yeah, and then we took questions from the the audience, which is really where stuff went kind of off the off the rails, uh, pretty close to being shut down. But, yeah, but yeah. you know, through my my palatable moderating, we pulled through. So we're actually going to release the audio from the whole talk, the whole conversation on our Patreon, patreoncom ironweeds. You can hear it for a dollar, um, and we'll put a link to the video. Of, yeah, we'll put the, a link in, to the video in, as in well. the show notes for this, so episode. you can listen to it in your feed, or you can go yeah. watch the whole thing. But yeah, uh, yeah exactly. That was the only thing is that, you know you you start there and there there uh, it was it, this is probably the most amount of microphones and cameras I've spoken into <laughs> for an extended period of time that was so it's it did it did seem like it became a little spicy yeah um I was we so before a, n- a number of us from JVP JVP didn't technically sponsor it but obviously we were in solidarity with it it was a Bethlehem Neighbors for Peace mm-hmm. and the PRC uh, Palestinian Rights Committee. A number of us were outside, uh, just kind of making sure that the temp was okay. And by and large, people were coming through being like, thank you for being here. We're really like looking forward to this event. And then we'd have a couple of people who would like walk by with like Israeli flags and just yeah. like stare at us. And we had this like, and I love it, like very old, which we're getting fixed up, uh, sign that says, you know, Jews for peace. Like yeah. you couldn't be asking for something simpler, just peace. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. getting the dirtiest looks from people. Yeah. How and dare then, you want how peace? How dare Who we do you think you peace? are? Also, the lights weren't quite working, so it looked like Jews for place, which could have been questionable. <laughs> um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. everyone deserves a place to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I heard, I mean, I wasn't able to go in because it was bedtime, but uh, yeah. tell us about some of those spicy takes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I, I would say uh, maybe it does, uh, there was like twice as many people around the library as could get into the room. So um, I don't know how many people were, have um, how many Zionists there were there, but there was probably maybe a solid dozen in the, in the room out of like a hundred people. That's not... Uh, that's um, not too bad. No, Cons- no all was, things considered, yeah. No, I, it was I, great. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I think some of the things, like there was one lady wearing a, an IDF hoodie, and and <laughs> and, and Miko w- um, minced no words about that as like um, the the uh, uh, logo of a of a terrorist organization, um, which then turned into him, co- which then turned into. Uh, everyone saying that he had called her a terrorist, which is, I think, different. Uh, you can you can wear the the label of a terrorist. I wear my ISIS without... hoodie yeah, right. everywhere yeah, I go. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. mean you know. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. I just like the way it looks. Right. Yeah. It's just a good logo. Um, it, it is a really killer logo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <you know. laughs> um. And, uh, uh, it, yeah, and, and, and she, she actually, uh, yelled the perfect line, which was, uh, it is my privilege to wear this. Indeed it yeah, is. It was like, and, and, and he grabbed onto that. It's like, yeah, you guys do have a lot of privilege. Um, 
and you know, and then there were uh, a couple, you know, a lot of questions about like sixty-seven borders, and uh, um, and I, I think like probably the worst one was actually, unfortunately, the last question. Is also in doing the moderator stuff. I'm trying to um, balance out uh, who is talking. Um, uh, but, you know, I'm trying to get like enough women to talk. There's like a, a young uh, uh, black gentleman that I wanted to be able to take the mic, and uh, and you know, and then generally also, you know, it wasn't hard to tell whose side was uh, everyone was on. So I was also. I, mean, I was trying to get like yeah. the, the, like the loudest Israeli uh, Zionist people. Like I let them talk first, yeah, because mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, they were going to talk to make way. the event more palatable. Yeah, well, they were going to talk either way, right. and and they um, can use it as like a a, a charge if they totally. aren't they're being yeah. silenced. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah. well, and also I want to give there. You know, we have like forty five minutes for Q and A, and so I wanted to uh, give plenty of time for rebuttals. To right uh, to what they had to say, but also like I don't know, I was brought in to you know make the thing more balanced or whatever. So I'm going to do my job, uh, even if I disagree with them. Uh, and so uh, we, uh, um, yeah, a lot of the, the the last one was was really bad though. It was, it was basically just like a long comment followed by like, so do you support rape or something? It was like oh. it was like a really disingenuous like. Uh, ter- terrible question. That's a shame. That was really the only only one that, like, um, as soon as she got to the uh, disingenuous question part, I was like, "No, we're not doing this." I took the mic away, so I silenced a woman. But um, good job. Yeah, but <laughs> other than that, I don't know. The, the The part that got really intense was when uh, Miko said the words "from the river to the sea" mm-hmm. in the context of describing geography. He did not say the second part about Palestine being free. Mm-hmm. Um, he just said from the river to the sea and the, um, the library, um, the guy, the guy from oh, the, the library, dir- yeah, the, director. the director, uh, came up and said like, okay, you can't say that again. That's bordering on hate speech. Uh, I was like, okay. And then the, uh, Miko, and I, I can't, I can't like just immediately interrupt Miko as he's talking to the, the group. So like, I, I hear it from him and I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to like, directly like stop him immediately and say don't say that or something but and so then he he says it again and the 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 administrator is starting to get like really uh agitated and so then i interrupt miko and i say we're we're being asked to you know not say that (laughs) it gets he probably got like the most jewish in that moment where he's like what it's a it's it's a geography i'm describing a place what are you talking about like i can't talk about geography it's water bodies of water (laughs) it's absurd it really does show how absurd it is that you can't describe the geography of the land yeah yeah and i mean it it feels like the library understandably the library probably got just like a list of things that they that is considered to be anti-semitism and they're just following it that I'm sure that that's what what that was. Yeah. But, um, and then the the library board, like two people from the board, had to come up and were like saying, you know, please, you know, send us your comments and suggestions or whatever to our website. Um, and then they let us continue, and we finished. Uh, we actually got through the whole the whole program. Uh, but what was weird is at some point the cops were called. Yes. Um. Uh, and they you know they just kind of like stood in the back. Um. They look bored <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, and then uh, somebody felt like they were. They, I, I believe yeah. uh, Zionists did not feel safe there. Yeah. So. And so they were called and also asked to be escorted to their cars just yes. in case there was like a mad mob outside afterwards, which there wasn't because it was no. cold and everybody wanted to go home and yeah. nobody's mad. And also, yeah, there nope. are no mobs. There are no mobs here. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah they, they were. Go to uh, Travers. Yeah. So pretty much everyone that I saw that were that I knew to be on the. Um, to be a Zionist, either from what they were wearing or, you know, was, they had like little blue ribbons or, or a whole flag um, or, or uh, you know, like they or, or from what they had said in the room, um, I knew them to be Zionists. They, they uh, almost all of them got behind a police officer yeah. as soon as the event was over. Um, and just more optics. It's just more production. I, like... uh, it was it, I it, it was really. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what to what to say about that. But yeah, they were like there was a lady with like two people, two cops, like yeah. escorting her to yeah. the car. Um, and it's like I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like yeah, yeah. And then the next day, <laughs> Chris Hedges came and spoke at the Sanctuary for Independent Media. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. nobody showed up who was in opposition. Um, yeah. You know, because he's a he's a long time. Long time uh, viewer, long time yeah. poster there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everyone kind of knows what you're getting. Everyone knows what you're getting. He kind of read off a lot of what he was writing. Yeah. Um, and they posted that online, and that has 50,000 views already. Yikes. That's, that's not normal for a sanctuary. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they have, yeah, they have yeah. some things that are, that are like some concerts yeah. or whatever, but this is like, you know, you read through the comments and it's like, thank you for saying something. And unlike Miko, like Chris, yeah. you know, just did his, he just kind of did his, yeah. his bumper speech, campaign speech situation, but mm-hmm. he's, but he said it. Um, and he's, you know, not Jewish and he's, yeah. but he was fired for, you know, saying his mind yeah um, so people want this when, when was he recently fired i think he left the new york times and somewhere uh, else yeah. for voicing his opinions yeah. um he might not have been fired i might have made uh, that up um but you know people people are people are hungry for this information yeah. um they want it from reputable sources and i would say nothing is more reputable than that's the grandson of the the the, the royalty of israel which yeah. is miko pellet yeah yeah, yeah I, I thought that was a and yeah, you know, it ended up being a good a good conversation. Um that I, you know, wouldn't a hundred percent agree with, you know, anything any anyone else says. Yeah. But you know, so but it was um I would have phrased some things differently maybe, but other than that, um a lot of people said that they learned that they learned a lot. Yeah. So I'll take it. <laughs> it was an important event and, and just thank you for, for taking the heat with that because I, I, I received surprisingly little, you know, outside of the room uh, afterward. Um, I haven't heard. Well, anything. just wait till you hear from Kathy because oh, yeah, she might be knocking on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 concerns me. It yeah, unfortunately, it yeah. probably should. Yeah. <sighs> you guys ready for a wildfire? Oh please! Yes, I have kind of a fun one today. Another archaeology one, which you know are some of my favorite wildflowers. Okay, so um, this is a recent find in Zambia, a 476,000-year-old log structure. And they don't make them like they used to. Yeah, (laughs) so this is well before modern Homo sapiens sapiens. These were, um, it was very likely built by the the, um, human species Homo heidelbergensis. So from the Heidelberg, from the Heidelberg region, right? Right, yeah. (laughs) I think it's named after the person who discovered the bones, if I remember correctly. 
Um, but this is really like kind of a staggering find. We have found like wooden tools and stone axes from around 390,000 years ago, but never anything that's like this sophisticated and never something indicating such an early example of possibly semi-permanent structures. Like we tend to think of archaic, you know, pre-Homo sapiens sapiens species as being highly mobile. Um, But so to see something, and I should say what the actual, um, what they found is part of a walkway or a foundation of some kind of platform that was built over wetlands. Um, And so it was a pair of interlocking logs that were joined by what they believe is an intentionally cut notch. Huh. Pretty cool. I'm always fascinated by, like at this point in archaeological study, you can really only find evidence that proves that we were doing cool shit earlier than we thought. Right. Right. As is the nature of, you know, finding old shit. Um, but so whenever we make some kind of find like that, that's just like, wow, we were sophisticated a lot earlier than we thought we were. I just find that to be really exciting and kind of gives me like a little bit of, I don't know, I guess like faith in humanity that we still have time to turn this thing around because we have been tool using creatures, manipulating our environment and building, you know, social bonds, the, the social bonds required to teach, to learn how to, and teach others to make like log platforms and structures i don't know it just makes me feel like history has such a long arc and maybe we won't fuck this up too badly before the planet ends yeah <laughs> chris isn't here thank you thank you yeah yeah uh um what do you think the platform was for oh high heels I was already thinking yeah, about okay. it. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah so, so people in high heels yeah. can get over yeah, yeah, the... Yeah. Well, yeah. it went over a marshland. Yeah. So it could have been for... Yeah, you try, you could try, try doing walking. that. I high know. Heels. Very yeah. challenging. Yeah. Very yeah. challenging. Yeah. So you um, think maybe like a bridge kind of thing? Like a bridge could have been for yeah. like a fishing dock. Could yeah. be, yeah. you know... Um, I think it was for gaming. For, could be for gaming. Yeah. yeah. Like like a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it, well, because you, know, you don't want, you don't want the, Call of Duty. You don't want the Nintendo to get in the water. No, so it'll no. stop working. Yeah, then you have to go in and you have to take yeah. your heels off before right. you do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing's a mess. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for this episode of Iron Weeds. Hope you enjoyed it, um, Jen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to promote that's coming up soon that people should keep their eyes peeled for? I mean, I would just say follow JVP and PRC, um, and we if you especially if you want to get involved uh you don't have to be jewish to be a member of jvp in fact that's a lot of people who are members are not jewish gentiles welcome gentiles wow. gentiles yeah voice for peace i don't i don't think that 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 works as well but not quite as catchy yeah, no, yeah. Just be part no. of jvp instead yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um so we'll share some of those socials in the show notes to this episode and um in the meantime you can find us on twitter ironweeds pod and on instagram ironweeds pod and you can send us an email why don't you at ironweeds pod at gmail.com Thank you so much. I know. But I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. We love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.